You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Welcome back to The Birdbath for our very special episode covering all of the things you missed at the Veterinary Innovation Summit. All week long, we were live at VIS with some other incredible speakers and podcasters, so let's get into it. The event kicked off with an absolute bang. Mary Lou Jepsen, who was named Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, CNN's Top 10 Thinkers. She's a former executive at Facebook, Oculus, Google, Intel, and now she's the CEO and founder of OpenWater. Mary Lou presented her company's technology that is designed to do everything from utilizing sound waves to vibrate glioblastoma cells to the point of explosion, treat clinical depression, and break up stroke-causing blood clots for a fraction of the cost of current treatments and without any invasive procedures. It blew my mind, and another person who had an incredible take on it was Aaron Masker, the executive director of the Veterinary Innovation Council. We asked him to give us his thoughts. Mary Lou Jepsen was amazing. And so if you look at what Mary Lou Jepsen is talking about, she mentioned it multiple times in her talk, the bringing together physics with a medical background, right? And so the majority of people who are making medical advancements are from a medical background. And so they're not bringing in physics, whereas she's looking at light rays and what that can do from a therapeutic perspective. And so that convergence of ideas is what's producing the next innovation in advancements. As everyone went home or to the bar to marinate on this mind-blowing presentation, we geared up for a massive day of breakout sessions and keynotes on Tuesday. The day was filled with speakers from across the globe, including the medical futurist Dr. Bertland Mesko, who taught us to look to science fiction to open our minds to what could be coming. A big part of that in the whole week was artificial intelligence. Dr. Addie Reinhardt, CEO and founder of MentorVet, commented, I think this year I've seen more AI in the programming. Obviously, I think there's just a um, lot of awareness now about AI and what it can do for our industry. Because I think it's I think it's such a new concept or new word to us and new technology that we're still trying to figure out how it can fit into all of these spaces. So I think there are applications but kind of opening our minds to how we think about using AI is going to take time. Um, you know, I think eventually it would be like Googling something, right? As mm-hmm. there's skills that we have when we Google things and we find information in that way. Uh, and I think just to start incorporating it into our daily work regimen is going to take time. Someone who's already doing a deep dive into AI in his practice is Dr. Aaron Smiley. The lectures that I'm interested to hear about are the AI lectures, the language-based stuff. In our local clinic, every in-person appointment is now being processed through language-based artificial intelligence. And so in doing that, the opportunity is immense. And I want to see where the people that are smarter than me, what they're doing uh, with it. At this conference, you get uh, a lot of people that are outside the industry, which is good too, right? So we get out of the echo chamber of, of veterinary medicine we, and we hear from physicians and we hear from technology people. So that's interesting as well. But in Anderson, Indiana, every patient is, every interaction is driven, is pushed through artificial intelligence. And so I want to get even better at that. Beware, like be mindful. Everybody needs to have caution. I view it as a tool, just like when I got in my car and drove from Indianapolis to Kansas City. I put it on my phone up on the dashboard and I said, take me there. Now, I can daydream and think about other things because the map. Now, I remember when I was a little kid, my mom and dad would be in the front and mom would be the navigator. My dad was an Air Force pilot. 
And so he would call my mom the navigator, right? And he was the pilot in the left seat. And my mom was in the right seat and, and they would manage the map. My mom would manage the map. And there were moments that it would get tense, right? Should, do I exit? Kendra, do I exit? Do I exit? Well, then that no longer has to happen, right? So all of that emotional energy that was burned up on being able to navigate through a new city based on a paper map, you don't have to burn that emotional energy up. Now you can spend that emotional energy someplace else on something else creative. So when I look at language-based AI that we're using in the clinic with every in-person appointment and our lab results get pushed through language-based AI, what it does is it's like driving with GPS. I still have to navigate the car and not put, there's that uh, classic episode on The Office, right? Where Michael Scott drives into the retention pond. Yes, you cannot drive into the retention pond. So as the clinician, uh, using that analogy, I can't drive into the retention pond, but boy, I get to have a lot more of my human brain creativity focused on other things when I am engaging in that, that tool. Shafi Ahmed welcomed us to the metaverse in his keynote, Bridging the Gap Between Virtual Reality, Augmented Reality, and Just Plain Old Reality. Dr. Robert Parkins of my Balto said, Honestly, virtual reality seems pretty interesting how, I think it, what I hope, I'll say what I hope brings to it is right now we have a shortage of veterinarians. And I think we're seeing some uh, distance in how we're, approaching like education of students too. Like we're trying to get more students in there so they're ready to practice right away. And there was a virtual reality headset that a gentleman was using to teach his students. And I think if we could use that in academic institutions where we're seeing maybe less professors, but they're using these to teach students across the country, that would help answer I think, a lot of the problems for that shortage of academic institutions or the professors there and providing a really cool, like in the moment, like they actually students can put this headset on and watch the surgery as if they're right next to the surgeon which I think is fascinating. A breakout session that stirred up some conversation throughout the day was financial triage for access to care. Amy St. Arnaud led the conversation moderated by the Ohio State University College of Veterinary Medicine, Dean Rustin Moore. The topic of access to care was prevalent throughout the entire summit with some, myself included, struggling to wrap a clean definition around the term, but the breakout really focused on financial aspects hindering care. Here's Dr. Parkins again. I think the biggest thing we went to uh, a financial discussion just about like how we're handling the growing financial costs for owners. And I actually learned a lot more that one than I thought I would. Cause I was like, oh, you know, my Balto's in that space. We want to learn more. Like we want to be able to share our story. But honestly, uh, the speaker, Amy did such a phenomenal job of, that's why I work ER as my background and triage is a big thing that we do. And she talked about how financial triage and how it's expanded the way they can help out more clients. and. And just the way she broke it down and gave you the options, like there's, they're able to help 20% more patients. And that's monumental. A major highlight for me at any event is the startup pitch competition. We wanted to bring all of you a very bird bath sized version of that. So here were the three contestants. I'm Emmett Nance. I'm the co-founder and visionary of Inventory Ally. We use order history data and predictive analytics in order to guide replenishment. So we automate cycle counts and we have dynamic min and maxes that self-adjust to changes in demand. We're looking to PIMS data and give you really good insights into margin analysis, turnover, uh, shrink analysis, and different things to help you optimize cost of goods sold. You can find us at www.inventoryally.com. I'm Patricia Porter. I'm the founder of VIA Veterinary Electronic Assistant. 
Via is a automatic soap note portal where we take symptoms, map them to clinical signs, to differentials, diagnostics. We just got an integration with Antec this year. So those diagnostics will be able to pull in those results automatically and finalize the soap with the final medication list as well as the disease or the diagnosis that the pet is suffering from. You can go visit us on veterinaryelectronicassistant.com. Any questions or inquiries about POCs, betas, you can reach us at hello at whiskerandpaw.co. Hi, I'm Michael Schick. I'm the CTO of High Five Vet. At High Five, we're building the next generation of veterinary procurement. In our marketplace, we've got all your vendors all in one place, all in one cart, and available inside your PIMS. On top of that, we have advanced automation on the clinic side. We predict everything you need to order each week. We fill the cart for you. We've got a catalog on top of that. You can find absolutely everything you need all in one place help you find the right price. We'll find budget optimizations for you. Save clinics an average of 300 hours a year. Save you both time and money so that you can focus on the things that really matter. When the votes were tallied and the dust settled, Via won the fan favorite vote and Inventory Ally took home the investor's prize. But if you aren't learning about all three of these companies, you're the one that's going to be left behind. As the summit went into Wednesday, asking questions like, will veterinary medicine cure cancer in the next dog's lifetime, we grabbed a final comment from Aaron Masker again. What is happening in the future? What's happening five to 10 years from now? What's happening in other fields and how do we make sense of that? And so that's what we wanted to have this year is like, what else is going on out there that we don't know about, that we should know about, and bring that closer to people? When VIS first started, that's when I first kind of transitioned into veterinary medicine. The first conference that we had, it like it blew people's minds, right? So there was all these things that were happening in the industry that people didn't know about, and it created some friction in a really positive way. I can say that VIS brought some of the most enlightening topics, panels, and conversations that I've had in 2023. Aaron summed it up best by saying, if you want to be here, then you just got to be here next year. That's it. Thank you to the Veterinary Innovation Council, the NAVC, and many other partners and sponsors for having us out to the Veterinary Innovation Summit. And thank you for joining us for this very special episode. We'll see you on Tuesday when the birdbath scrapes the surface of the news you need to know. For the birdbath, I'm Ryan Leach. <laughs>